the Playhouse and That's Not Canon Productions acknowledge the Yuggera people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today and all surrounding areas where we live, learn and work. We also pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Today, how are you? I'm feeling alright. Yay. Yay! How are you feeling? Ready to party? Not really. It's <laughs> uni, you know how it is. It is what it is. It's me every week. I just be like, uh, uni. <laughs> just, just what do you call it? Just spit it all out on the podcast. It's like uni. Blah. When I've graduated, it's gonna be like, Brooke, what's up? And I'll be like, working. Working. <laughs> but you're gonna be Miss Edwards. That sums it up. <laughs> the kids be like, "Good morning, Miss Edwards." I'm like, oh, "Oh, we'll try that. We'll try that." Here we go. Oh, <clears throat> Good morning, class. Good morning, Miss Edwards. Goosebumps. Absolute goosebumps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, bloody excited! Now, speaking of things to be excited about, Chels, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. It's almost here. Hey, any big plans? <laughs> Do you want to do a drum roll? Yep. Ready? Ready? Uh, any big plans? Yes. No. Oh. Not doing anything. Do you actually <laughs> tell you what I'm doing? It's my boyfriend my boyfriend's rehearsal during the day. So my brother's like apparently there's some um boxing match that's on. And so he's taking me we're going to um watch the boxing match with yeah, some yeah. of his mates. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and then I'll go for Valentine's dinner with my partner afterwards. Um but during the day I'm gonna be watching people's like I don't know. I don't know what happens in a fight. I'll find out. I'll report back. It's a scary one where, they don't, wear, where they don't wear helmets. They just do the punching. Oh, What's it's like? The um, is it the UFC or? So I feel like it might not be the UFC. Either or. It, it's something of that that equivalent. I'm excited yes. though. <laughs> I, I love a good lemon lime and bitters on a Sunday afternoon. Cheeky one there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, see, it's okay that you don't love Valentine's Day because I think you are an incredibly inspiring, independent woman and Aww. I'm sending all the love your way anyway. Oh, Valentine's over Valentine's any day. Oh, bless. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Actually, who are some other amazing women who inspire you, Brooke? Oh, okay. Tina Fey. <laughs> okay. Hello. Yes. That was like an obvious yes, one. Yes, that's, yeah. Big fan of, of, of Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Flex Mommy. Who's that? Do you follow her on Instagram? She's, oh, you can't put her in a box. She's an artist, but she's kind of an influencer, but she's kind of a, she's a DJ as well. Oh. And she, I can't even describe, she's now got a line of chocolate that's just come out. She's a, she's oh, a superstar businesswoman. She's got like a, a shop and she's done chicken salt <gasps> and all sorts. Yum. Yeah, <laughs> love flex. And then, oh. Just a, oh, just a bit of work. But speaking of, influential successful women in the industry how inspiring is our guest for today <gasps> yes now, our guest is the creative director and current ceo of metro arts oh my god it's joe thomas <laughs> <laughs> yes so joe thomas is well and truly slaying the game we've learned so much from performers and even producers last week uh, producers last week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but now i'm so excited to hear what the creative process is like as a CEO and head of a company. It's going to be so fascinating, but Brooke, I'm doing a bit of a confession. What is it, Chels? I'm, I'm, 
Yeah, no, I'm literally. Really ne- I'm really nervous. It's oh exciting. Gosh. I'm so scared. Are you scared? I've got the jitters, yeah. We've but got- she's such a kick-ass gal. Let's just get right into it right now. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joe Thomas. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Joe, it is an honour to have you here with us today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. So let's just get straight on into it. Metro Arts has launched its brand new season. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. It's um, it's great to be back after the crazy year that was 2020. So mm-hmm. we're hoping that this year will be a full year of exhibitions, performances and people being able to gather and hang out together. Well, what, what can audiences expect this year? Well, Metro Arts, as you know, has moved into our new venue over in West End. So um, we've got these beautiful new facilities that we invite everyone to come and have a look. And we've got a jam-packed season. We've got performances all year round. We've got um, three new exhibitions almost every six weeks um, and lots of work in creative development as well. We run an artist-in-residence program every year and we have a number of artists at three different sites creating work as well. What goes into crafting a season? Because the one that we've got in our hands right now, which is you amazingly gave to us, so thank you so much, um, is the January to June program. So what goes into, what's the process of grabbing a season together? Yes, this one's a little bit unusual because of that COVID, uh, like a lot of companies around Australia and around the world where reimagining things. So there are a couple of works in this 2021 season that were meant to premiere last year. So we've um, changed things up a little bit. But the way we work at Metro Arts, we're quite unique. We have a mixed curatorial framework. So what that means is that we have this wonderful thing where we're committed to the democratisation of access. So we think that everyone should be able to have a go at art and should be able to put their ideas forward. You often hear art institutions criticised for uh, having gatekeepers and people not being able to show their work or perform their work, particularly um, people who might come from diverse backgrounds, people of colour, our Indigenous peoples. So we've been committed for a really long time to trying to break down those barriers. So we have um, a call-out process where anyone can submit a proposal for a work in development or a performance season or an exhibition. And then we always have had a peer group. It's called the MAG, the Metro Arts Artistic Advisory Group. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Isn't it just? <laughs> MAG's <And> easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the MAG. And... Um, They're peers from the sector and it changes up all the time who sits on that mag and um, they assess all of the applications. We shortlist and from that we put a season together and then in my role as creative director I also will curate or program some specific things. So they might be something that I've seen in development, it might be a gap that I think we have in the season um, to try and put together a really really interesting suite of works. So you you really have the final say of what goes into the season, basically. I won't – I don't think I've ever changed a suggestion that's come up from the mag, Mm -hmm. but I will always look for gaps. So if I think – 
for example, there's too much work by women, which you know, never happens. But if that was the case, I might look for a bit of gender balance in that. Um, There's lots of different things. We're also always looking at who our audience is. That's really important. And moving into West End, that's another consideration as well. So who are our community? Who are the people who want to come and see work with us? You have to adjust to it as well, especially with the environment as well, because you went from the other side of the city, really, to a now beautiful new area as well. So it's more adjusting and adapting to how people see theatre, really, but still at the same time, everyone is so well known to Mitchell Arts, they still know what its reputation is, and that doesn't change at all? Yeah, it's been a really interesting process. Um, Metro Arts is 40 years old, as you know, as an organisation. So we had our big 40th birthday party in February last year before lockdown. We were really lucky. (laughs) Um, So a lot of people have touch points with Metro Arts over that time. Moving into West End, we feel like we've come home. It really feels like our, our community there. But because it is shifting so quickly over in West End, there's a lot of development going on. And the West Village complex, which is incredible where we've um, moved in, there's a different audience there for us. Um, So I am looking at things like intergenerational work. So work that multiple generations will find um, something in. Yeah, so um, it's really interesting to adapt and change. Something we never did much of in Edward Street was work for young children. You always have to look at parking for uh, mums and um, carers. You have to look at um, stroller parking. Yes. (laughs) We we never had the space um, or the facilities to do that properly in Edward Street, but over where we are in West End, we can, and there are a lot of young families there. So, yes, that's a new group that we're going to be engaging with more. Exciting. Have you awesome. been to the new? I haven't been to the new one. I used to go to the old one all the time. Oh, it's beautiful. I got beautiful. a pro. I was a pro at the stairs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, weren't we all so fit? <laughs> Exercise up and running. Yeah. Wow. Well, could, would you be able to tell us a bit more too about the Metro Arts Future Fund? Yeah, definitely. I'm really proud of this initiative. So part of the thinking around selling that building in Edward Street was that we were really lucky as an arts organisation to own an asset. But we were always asset rich and cash poor. And it's really hard to keep putting on work if you can't pay the artists. And I really believe you should be paying people for their work. So what we wanted to do was not only create new facilities that were accessible to everybody um, and that provided the right equipment that contemporary artists need to create their work, we also wanted to set up the Metro Arts Future Fund. So this fund now has over $6 million held. That money will be preserved in perpetuity. And then um, it will grow over the years through our investments and by all the wonderful people out there who want to make a donation into the fund so that it continues to grow. And then we'll be able to continue supporting artists for at least another 40 years. Wow. Yeah. And it's really important because you will know government priorities shift all the time, funding for the arts is often the first to be cut. Yeah. And we need to keep reminding everyone how vital the work is that art 
and artists provide. You know, when we all went into lockdown, we were reading books, we were watching movies, we were listening to music. We relied on our artists to try and keep us sane. So we have to remember that important contribution. But if there's no funding coming from government, we have to find other ways to fund the work. Exactly. (laughs) I just think it's so cool that you've got 40 years worth of artists that are going to come through and yeah. Metro Arts is going to help them get there. Yeah, That's it's wonderful. So cool. Yeah, the artists who aren't even born yet, that fund is for them. The art forms that don't even exist, that we can't imagine yet, that fund is for them. I think we will truly be leading from Brisbane then. This is a very unique fund for a small to medium arts organisation to hold. With the new Metro Arts building, are you able to tell us a little bit more about it, of the whole transition from going from Edward Street to then West End. Yes. Bit of a up and down. <laughs> yes. It was a huge process and it was quite traumatic for people to mm-hmm. leave that building. There are a lot of memories there. I've been working there myself off and on as a an actor, a producer, all sorts of different roles for probably 20 years. So I understood the emotion that people held for that space I understood that a lot of people really felt it was important to own a facility like that, but the reverse of it is that you've got to pay for it. And when it's a heritage-listed building, it costs a lot of money and we never had the money to properly upkeep it. Yeah. Most people know that the elevator, for example, would break down constantly, <laughs> um, which left us with, you know, six staircases. For someone with a stroller, with children, for someone in a wheelchair, it wasn't accessible. That's not good enough in this day and age. So we started a process late in 2018, talking to the community, asking them what they wanted, what they really needed. And that was our artists, but also our audiences. And then we did a really long process of working with a company called JLL. And they were wonderful. They helped us to sell Edward Street, but they also helped us to look for a new home. And we came across this opportunity over in West Village, West End, um, where they were really wanting an arts community group to go in there, to be part of that community. And so then we designed it. So um, where the theatre is now, which is underground, uh, it's a basement sort of theatre, it was just this big, empty, cavernous space. (laughs) And I remember walking in there going... Oh, I don't know. Okay, yes. And you really have to put your imagination cap on. You really have to dream big and that's what we did. And the theatre is gorgeous. Um, It's 115 seats. It's really intimate like our old space. It's called the New Banner Theatre. But it has all the bells and whistles. So you can press a button and in 60 seconds the seating bank retracts. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, which is awesome. (laughs) Awesome, yes. Um, So then it becomes a different space. It becomes a beautiful black box. Um, We've got fantastic modern equipment now. We actually have dressing rooms and a shower, (laughs) which is great. (laughs) And we have two rehearsal rooms and we also have three galleries now. And in the middle of it all is something called Factory Lane, which to me um, has 
rem- you know, reminds me of the laneway that we used to have over at Edward Street. So it's this beautiful old laneway there where our bar is, our foyer. It kind of connects everything together. So I was going to say, you kind of answered the next question was like, what do you see in the future of Metro Arts? And it's all these amazing opportunities, these amazing rooms and the, the new Banner Theatre. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's a great space. Sue Banner was um, CEO of Metro Arts for about 10 years and she was the one who actually um, managed to get the ownership of the Edward Street building. Wow. So um, we always honour our elders. We honour yes. all those people who have come before and the hard work they've done. So um, that's why the theatre is named after Sue. I think the other important thing we're doing moving forward is um, we'll be commissioning more work out of that Metro Arts Future Fund. And also we have a real focus on young people. I was watching a lot of young ones last year and I don't know how you both felt but I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be about to graduate, uh, to come out of school or out of university into an industry that was closed and I think it's a really difficult time for you. It's really challenging. Mm. So we wanted to offer some new opportunities, new ways of thinking and new ways of getting you in. So this year we've got four paid internships for young people. We've also got a new relationship with the Ian Potter Foundation, who are an amazing foundation who fund arts. And they've given us funding for both this year and next year to bring in emerging producers so that um, people can really get their foot in the door, they get paid for it, and they're learning on the job. That's a cool opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. Love that. From start to finish, like from idea to opening day, how long was the process of moving into the new venue? Yeah, so it was from, um, obviously the board and I were talking about it for a really long time, but when we made the public announcement to the community, that was late in 2018, we shut up shop uh, early in 2020 in Edward Street. So we had our massive farewell festival, Metro Arts with Love, in February. We somehow cleaned out 40 years of memories and junk. <laughs> I was sure we were going to find a dead body somewhere in that building, but <laughs> someone withered away in the elevator. So we cleaned all that up just as we were, as Brisbane was going into lockdown in March. And we were in lockdown, we were in work from home mode for a lot of that, but I kept going over. We were still working with the architect and Hutchinson's builders and we reopened the new space in late August last year. So it was actually a very short time for a new build. We had some socially distanced COVID safe parties. (laughs) We had planned one big giant party, but we couldn't do it. So Mm -hmm. we ended up doing seven parties, seven nights in a row. I was exhausted. Oh, I made a week long of parties. (laughs) Yes. Like schoolies. Yes. But also a week of beautiful outfits, so that was fun for me. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then we launched straight into a big partnership with Brisbane Festival, so we had a whole lot of performances and exhibitions immediately in September. That's amazing. Great way to start it as well. Yeah, it really was special. Yeah, so with um, COVID impacting 
the whole like whole of 2020 basically did that affect because were you guys creating any shows throughout the period of moving out of Edward Street and moving into West End yeah it was really curious a few people have accused me of being a bit of a witch because we were already going to be shut down between March and August 2020 because of the move so we timed it really well (laughs) (laughs) and we already had artists who were working on new work during that period As much as we could, we helped them to continue that in a COVID-safe way. Some of them moved to online development and rehearsal. Um, Some sort of did more solo work. What we also did, the board were really generous. I went to them and asked for some extra commissioning money. So um, I got some extra money from them and also from Arts Queensland to commission some more new work. So then we were able to present that new work after Brisbane Festival. So October, November, we had a work with The Good Room, which was reflecting on people's sexual desires during COVID. And then we had an amazing uh, cabaret show with Polytoxic, which was called Apocalyptic. Yes. (laughs) Yes, which was a lot of fun. So those works were both developed during COVID shutdown. Um, So we didn't really stop. We commissioned an amazing work from Dale Harding. We commissioned a beautiful work by Liz Willing to go in the spaces at West Village. We also commissioned a little piece from the Dead Puppets Society. So as much as we could, we kept throwing money out there into the sector, keeping people employed. Um, Just keeping it going, really, making sure it doesn't stop. Yeah, definitely. It was a really hard time for artists. A lot of them couldn't get JobKeeper. A lot of them were struggling to get support. They lost their part-time or casual jobs. So we were really committed to trying to keep people working. Just keeping everyone together during a really hard time, especially for the arts as well. Yeah. It hit so hard, but at the same time, everyone needed it. So it was a bit of a here and there mm. but at the same time it was a weird mix but yeah it was so good yeah well we were very lucky we'll I don't think we can ever forget how lucky we've been in Brisbane but also in Australia being an island being so far away but also I think our government health response has been quite good we know a couple of people um, we've spoken to um, in the states they haven't been able to perform at all yet and possibly right. not till the end of next end of next year even and to finally open our performances and everything like that it's it's nice but at the same time you don't know what to think you don't know what to do or how to cope with the people on the other side of the world Mm. I think we just have to be grateful for where we are and what we're able to do and I think it does send positive messages to everyone too but yeah I would much rather be an artist in Brisbane than on Broadway at the moment yeah bit of a change of direction now (laughs) Um, but we wanted to talk about your background before you moved into producing like all the steps that kind of led you to where you are today so it's a very broad (laughs) question (laughs) so I started way back I when I was a teenager I always wanted to perform or write so I did a double degree in drama and journalism And then I, that was in Toowoomba at USQ, and then I packed up and I moved down to Melbourne to be an actor. So I performed for quite a long time uh, in Melbourne and Sydney. I went over to Massachusetts and did an internship with a company called Shakespeare & Co. I had a lot of really great opportunities and experiences. 
And then I ended up moving to Brisbane and there was a really good kind of um, growth in TV and film at the time when I moved here. So I was doing some of that work. And I think when I landed in Brisbane, the thing that really opened my eyes here was it was a lot cheaper to live than Sydney or Melbourne (laughs) and so you could start to make your own work too so I started to do that Um, so when you're creating your own work you're often producing your own work so I moved into that and then the next logical step was to start producing other people's work as well Um, I got a gig with the Queensland Music Festival. I was really lucky to get a Churchill Fellowship. Um, So I I travelled to a number of countries around the world examining models of producing, especially for independent artists, because that's always where my heart has been. Then I did some producing with Brisbane Festival, with Bleach Festival. Through that time, I was producing with Metro Arts a lot over um, that period, I went off then and did, really recently, I went off and did a Masters of Fine Arts at NIDA and this was their inaugural Masters in Cultural Leadership. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never heard of that Masters before. Is it, what is the Masters about of Cultural Leadership? What does that entail? Yeah, it's a really weird one. People go, what is that? Um, For me, I think it is about advocacy. So I do spend a lot of time talking about the value of art to our community, to our society. I also advocate a lot for independent artists. Um, I think it's also part, part of that is lobbying, lobbying government, lobbying powerful stakeholders so they don't forget that we're here, they don't forget what it is that we do. It's also looking at things like government policy. So as you would know, Australia as a nation doesn't have a federal arts policy. You know, the name arts got removed from the federal department yes. not that long ago <laughs> where... Um, often seen as kind of this uh, second-class citizenship, we're not important. And I discount that. I think we have to fly our flag loud and proud. The work we do is wonderful. We do bring people together. We tell really important stories. So um, it's all of that kind of work. Uh, You also sort of look at the financial side of, you know, running a company, running arts, it is a business. Um, I was really proud last year to win um, the Queensland Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. And it's not very often that an artist, that an arts company wins a business award. But that just reminds everyone that we are a business. We think very carefully and deeply about the business side as well as the art side. And um, I don't want people to forget that. Arts is important, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. it's Storytelling is ancient. We know it goes all the way back, you know, 60,000 years. Our First Nations people have been telling stories. So it's integral to us as, a, as humans as, and very important. I think we see more and more to our mental health, our physical health. We need that connection. Uh, another thing we wanted to touch on as well you've you've accomplished so many different things but we wanted to talk about what challenges you've come across along the way and what your process is for stepping beyond those hurdles (laughs) (laughs) wow that's a big question um 
helpful? We can skip it if you don't want to. (laughs) I think all of us as human beings have our own personal challenges. For me, um, some work challenges. This move, the selling of Edward Street was very challenging and it was quite heartbreaking. And there was a lot of people who needed to talk through that. So I spent quite a bit of time talking with people one-on-one or in groups trying to take them on that journey. I did get trolled a bit um, in social media and in main media Um, and that stuff is really hurtful. It is challenging. There was some powerful people who were quite opposed Um, and I'm like anyone, that stuff really hurts. So I think when you're working incredibly long hours to do something that you fundamentally believe will make a big difference. It can be very challenging to have that opposition, but you have to work through it. You have to keep communicating with people. And what I always say, it's my friends who get me through. Um, They're the ones who pick me up when I fall down. Um, I exercise a lot. (laughs) Because, again, that is just a way for me to get through. And I spend a lot of time looking at art and listening to artists. And for me, even just sitting in a gallery or in a garden, those things, those moments of reflection are really important. Great answer. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) No, considering how much we threw you under the bus, we were like, talk about this big existential thing. (laughs) That's fine. You've had so many years of experience in the industry. Yes. What would be the one piece of advice you would give to emerging artists? Take the opportunities when they come. I look back on some opportunities that came my way and I was too frightened to take them or to grab them wholeheartedly. Especially as an actor, sometimes you can really pull back. But I think it's the same in any art form, any practice. If you don't completely give yourself over and throw yourself into those opportunities, you won't make the most of them. Please believe in yourself. I know I sound like a really old person, but you don't know how gorgeous and vibrant and energetic you are now. You have absolutely everything in front of you. So just go for it. If you fall down, it's okay. If you make a mistake, it's okay. Um, You always can get up again and people will help you. Ask them, they will always help you. And you obviously learn from it as well. Like if you make a mistake, that's fine. You learn from it. But there can be like mistakes where you were really helpful there. You're like, oh, maybe I can use this later down the track as well. It's really important. That's part of the whole philosophy at Metro Arts is it doesn't matter if you've been in the industry five minutes, five months, five years, 50 years. Come and try, take a risk. It might be a complete disaster, but it might be something brilliant. You might find something new. And if it's not, you just try again. An unexpected gift. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. That's what the artistic process is. It's all about taking risks. Now, I want to know what what inspires you when when you're doing anything creative? Sadly, I don't get to do as many creative things as I used to. But um, I think the world around me, you know, inspires me. It's finding a new piece of information, something that you haven't come across before. 
um, it's new places. I think that's been a real challenge for a lot of people not being able to travel lately too. New cultures, new people, oh, it's everything. And it's maintaining your curiosity. You really have to be curious to be creative, I think. So we, um, before we head off, we just want to share this amazing, or two amazing posts that we've got on the Metro Arts uh, socials. But basically the first one is of, it is you, I believe. It's you shutting the doors to 109 Edward Street. Ah, yes. Yes. So it is, it's quite a beautiful picture. It's you shutting the door and with the Metro sign above it as well. And the next picture is of you on the opening week moments. So it's um, a bunch of creative artists cutting the ribbon as well, you giving your speech, and it's just a big, massive welcome to the new Metro Arts building in West End. Yeah, I love that moment. We were really determined that it was not going to be politicians, it was not going to be anyone else cutting that ribbon except artists so because it's a space for them and we had the most beautiful mix of artists who all came over they actually did it twice oh awesome (laughs) I love that (laughs) because again due to COVID we couldn't have as many people so we had a ribbon cutting ceremony in the morning and then we had another one at night um, with a big purple ribbon that said Metro Arts Oh, that's awesome. I remember watching it on the stories of them cutting open and the whole like opening week of it. It looked amazing, like the whole environment and like the whole vibe of it. It was just amazing to see theatre back up and running and especially the one in West End. Mm. It just makes it more open as well. Yeah, it's the first theatre in West End for I think 25 years. So um, we think it's a perfect community for that. I do encourage people to come over. She's got a beautiful feeling to her already, this new theatre. We had people there for a a show last night and they were going, oh, it's got a great energy already, which is so strange for a new space. But I think the memories and the ghosts of Edward Street have come with us across the river. They've gone for a little travel, (laughs) gone over the bridge. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, we've got the um, the Metro Arts uh, program here as well, and we just had a little bit of a little squeegee through it, and they're amazing, <laughs> squeegee, <laughs> or through the amazing like exhibitions and performances. So we're really excited to see the January to June program of the yeah. of the arts up and running. See it come to life. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do the honours of asking the last question? Yeah, or? sure. Yeah. So, okay, our final question that we ask every single guest is because Playhouse. Home, house of theatre, the house of theatre, <laughs> the home of theatre, there we go. Uh, we want to know, you've had such a, a, a fruitful career, we, you've gone so many places, you've gone 109 Edward Street, now you're in West End, but to you, what's home? Gosh, that's hard. It can, it can <laughs> even be your own home, it doesn't have to be. We've had a variety of answers. I think home really is being surrounded by the people that you love. That's probably... Um, the closest I'm going to get to it. And as a theatre person over many years, you're often a gypsy, I think, and you travel a lot and you do perform in different places and hang out in lots of weird and wacky lands. Um, But you always carry those people with you, so that's probably home. Honestly, Joe. Thank you so much for coming in to the Playhouse. It's and my pleasure. Thank you for oh, having me. Hearing all this advice and of the whole process of the Metro Arts and how it, how it is today is amazing. So thank you for coming on your spare time as well. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Great thank to meet you. you.
Okay, now we didn't get to mention it during the interview, but don't forget to follow Metro Arts on Insta. As always, all of those delicious, juicy links are in the show notes. Delicious, juicy links. I have never heard of that thing before. Oh God, it makes me a bit squirmy. <laughs> now, it's obviously a no-brainer that Metro Arts' new season is on our Playhouse Picks for this week. They have everything happening at their new space in West End. Check out their new art exhibitions like Adapt, Flight in, Into the Unknown, not affiliated with Into the Unknown. No. Couldn't help myself. A Drowning Sims Cry for Help. That sounds interesting. The Last Bastion of Laziness and so much more. A lot is happening during February and March at Metro Arts. Oh, so much. Metro Arts, go you. Well done. Pop off. Love you guys. But yes, uh, there's even theatre shows as well as including The Bull, The Moon and The Coronet of Stars opening this week from the 17th to the 27th of February and the deeply personal conviction in early March. For those loving a bit of a boogie, catch the Mad Dance Festival from the 6th to the 8th of May and the dance performance Fertile Ground towards the end of May. Now we're still staying in that Metro Arts building because it's beautiful. Lastly, the four-day Young Artists Forum will showcase virtual arts and performance art in April and the Brisbane Art Design Festival will be happening in May. Woo-hoo. Metro Arts. So much is happening. Head on over to their website, metroarts.com.au slash what's dash on slash. <laughs> to be honest, you could probably just go on the Metro Arts website and there will be a link there for you. And it's you'll all get all, all the sneaky deets or you could just follow the link in our show notes. We'll make it easy for you. Show notes are all there. All the links. What do you call it? Hot, juicy links. Something along those lines. I can't remember it. Oh, it is honestly exciting. Now, Brooke, do you know what else is happening in the theatre world? Hit me with it, Chels. I mean, how good are your improv skills? Yes, and. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I should have said yes. And, and? <laughs> I actually have heard of a, an improv show that's on Netflix, but we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Well, we'll talk, watch it. We'll talk about this one here, which is the Brisbane Improv Festival is coming up to the Seven Hills Hub this weekend. With seven workshops and 20 shows, audiences can expect four days of laughter with the premiere event. Exciting. Wow. Hey, hey. Yeah. Do you reckon they'll take me on with my stunning audition just then with yes and? <laughs> yes and, yes and. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I forgot. The crucial bit is you and and you say something, something and else. I forgot about saying anything. <laughs> uh, presented by Brisbane comedy group Big Fork Theatre, this program is jam-packed with entertainment like improv, oh my goodness, improvised musicals, science fiction, true crime spoofs and so much, much more. Can you say spoofs again? Oh, did I say it wrong? No, you said it great. Spoofs. It sounds so much better your way. What is it? Spoofs? Spoofs? I say spoofs, but I like the way you say it more. Why do I say spoofs? No, you can keep it your way. Spoofs. Spoofs. Anyway, yes, (laughs) there's literally something for everyone. Spoofs. This festival kicks off the 18th to the 21st of February at the Ron Hurley Theatre. Tickets are available at the Brisbane Improv Festival. There's just so much happening this weekend, Chels. Oh, give me more theatre or I'll cry. <gasps> Chelsea. What? In the words of the Four Seasons, big girls don't cry. 
Oh my gosh, was that a segue? Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm so excited to be talking about this one. Gold Coast's Spotlight Theatre will open Jersey Boys this weekend. Directed by Silla Scott and Brad Kendrick and starring some of my fave humans ever, this musical tells the story of the four seasons and their tumultuous journey with fame. I'm talking mob bosses. We're talking gambling. We're talking quartets. Hmm? We're talking family drama that you don't have to be involved in. You can just watch it which is nice. Uh, This season runs from the 19th of Feb until the 20th of March. Tickets are available on the Spotlight Theatre website. Not to be confused with the Spotlight Craft Store, which will probably pop up if you're typing in Spotlight. (laughs) Spotlight Theatre, Gold Coast. It'll come up. It is a good store, to be fair. It is a good store. I go in there quite a lot. (laughs) It is very good. Great selection of wool, great selection of materials, fabrics. Lots of colour, lots of colour and vibrant and everything. Every time I go in, I'm like, I'm going to start cross-stitching again and then I never start (laughs) (laughs) cross-stitching. Knitting, cross-stitching, yes. (laughs) Anywho, let's let's give it a wrap. Wrap it up. We did it, Chels. We did it. We interviewed Joe. And neither of us cried. We didn't cry. We didn't faint. We held it together really well. We're alive, but Joe... Is a living icon though. Honestly. Oh, wow. I just when I was like, keep talking, keep talking, keep going. I kept thinking I was about to put my foot in the, in my mouth too. I was I was so wanting to just not stuff it up. Oh, honestly, same here. I was like, oh, am I saying it right? Is this the right term to say it? But no, honestly, Joe's a massive contribution to the creative industry in Brisbane, especially with Metro Arts as well for emerging artists. She's a living legend. Living legend, Joe. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to catch up to our socials, it would be the at Playhouse Pod on Instagram as well as on Facebook. And if you do want to apply for an interview with us, you can always do it at www.theatrehouse.com on the Playhouse tab. Woohoo! Woohoo! Now, not only are standalone shows returning to Brisbane, but so are theatre festivals, which I don't know about you, Chelsea, but I am very excited. You're very excited? Very excited. Yes, I'm very excited as well. I'm quite excited. Oh, they absolutely are. Aren't Much they? to review. Just come and join the team. Definitely. But make sure, make sure, Brooke, make sure, oh. you, make sure you come back here, right? Make of sure course. you visit the Playhouse next week, roomies, to learn all about what you need to do to keep your creative works short and sweet. Wait, did you just say to keep the works short and sweet? I did say short and sweet. But I'm not going to give anything away. Naughty, naughty. Mm, <laughs> how peculiar. <laughs> but there, that's the hint for next week. But we're going to wrap it up because we're going to go get some food. I'm so <laughs> food. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Ruby. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at that'snotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon. <laughs>